Chapter 60 Poor idiot, are you so foolish as to believe we will openly teach you the greatest and most important of secrets? I assure you that anyone who attempts to study, according to the ordinary and literal sense of their words, what the hermetic philosophers write, will soon find himself in the twists of a labyrinth from which he will be unable to escape, having no Ariadne's thread to lead him out. Artephius Descending, I came to a room below the ground, dimly lighted, with walls in rokai like those of fountains in a park. In one corner I saw an opening like the bell of a trumpet. I heard sounds coming from it. When I approached, the sounds became more distinct until I could catch sentences as clear and precise as if they were being uttered at my side. An ear of Dionysius. Evidently the ear communicated with one of the upper rooms, picking up the conversation of those who stood near its aperture. Signora, I'll tell you something I've never told anyone else. I'm tired. I've worked with cinnabar, with mercury. I sublimated spirits, did distillations with salts of iron, fermentations, and I still haven't found the stone. I've prepared strong waters, corrosive waters, burning waters, all in vain. I used eggshells, sulfur, vitriol, arsenic, salamoniac, quartz, alkalis, oxides of rock, saltpeter, soda, salt of tartar, and potash alum. Believe me, do not trust them. Avoid the imperfect metals. Otherwise you will be deceived as I was deceived. I tried everything. Blood, hair, the soul of Saturn, marcasites, eustum, saffron of Mars, tincture of iron, litharge, antimony. To no avail. I extracted water from silver, calcified silver both with and without salt, and using aqua vitae I extracted corrosive oils. I employed milk, wine, curds, the sperm of the stars which falls to earth, Keladon, placentas, ashes, even... Even? Signora, there's nothing in this world that demands more caution than the truth. To tell the truth is like leeching one's own heart. Enough, enough. You've got me all excited. I dare confess my secret only to you. I am of no place and no error. Beyond time and space I live my eternal existence. There are beings who no longer have guardian angels. I am one of them. But why have you brought me here? Another voice. My dear Balsamo, playing with the myth of immortality, eh? Idiot! Immortality is not a myth. It's a fact. I was about to leave, bored by this chatter, when I heard Salam. He was speaking in a whisper, tensely, as if gripping someone by the arm. I also recognized the voice of Pierre. Come now, Salon was saying. Don't tell me that you too are here for this alchemical foolishness, and don't tell me you came to enjoy the cool air of the gardens. Did you know that after Heidelberg, Co accepted an invitation from the King of France to supervise the cleaning of Paris? Les façades? He wasn't Malraux. It must have been the sewers. Curious, isn't it? The man invented symbolic orange groves and apple orchards for emperors, but what really interested him were the underground passages of Paris. In the Paris of those days there wasn't an actual network of sewers. It was a combination of canals on the surface, and below, conduits, about which little was known. The Romans, from the time of the Republic, knew everything about their cloaca maxima, yet fifteen hundred years later in Paris people were ignorant of what went on beneath their feet. Co accepted the king's invitation because he wanted to find out. What did he find out? After Co, Colbert sent prisoners down to clean the conduits. That was the pretext, and bear in mind that this was also the period of the man in the iron mask. 
but they escaped through the excrement, followed the current to the Seine, and sailed off in a boat, because nobody had the courage to confront those wretches covered with stinking slime and swarms of flies. Then Colbert stationed gendarmes outside the various openings of the sewer, and the prisoners, forced to stay in the passages, died. In three centuries the city engineers managed to map only three kilometers of sewers. But in the eighteenth century there were twenty-six kilometers of sewers, and on the very eve of the Revolution. Does that suggest anything to you? Ah, you know, this... Uh, new people were coming to power, and they knew something their predecessors didn't. Napoleon sent teams of men down into the darkness, through the detritus of the capital. Those who had the courage to work there found many things gold, necklaces, jewels, rings, and God knows what else that had fallen into those passages. Some bravely swallowed what they found, then came out, took a laxative, and became rich. It was discovered that many houses had cellar trapdoors that led directly to the sewer. Sarah In a period when people emptied chamber pots out the window? And why did they have sewers with sidewalks along them, and iron rings set in the wall to hang on to? These passages were the equivalent of those tapis francs, where the lowlife gathered, the pègre, as it was called then, and if the police arrived they could escape and resurface somewhere else. Légende! You think so? Whom are you trying to protect? Under Napoleon III, Baron Haussmann required all the houses of Paris by law to construct an independent cesspool, then an underground corridor leading to the sewer system a tunnel two meters, thirty centimeters high, and a meter and a half wide. You understand? Every house in Paris was to be connected by an underground corridor to the sewers. And you know the extent of the sewers of Paris today? Two thousand kilometers, and on various levels. And it all began with the man who designed those gardens in Heidelberg. So? I see you do not wish to talk. You know something, but you won't tell me. Please, leave me. It's late. I am expected at a meeting. A sound of footsteps. I didn't understand what Salon was getting at. Pressed against the rocaille by the ear, I looked around and felt that I was underground myself, and it seemed to me that the mouth of that phonergic channel was but the beginning of a descent into dark tunnels that went to the center of the earth, tunnels alive with nibblings. I felt cold. I was about to leave when I heard another voice. Come, we're ready to begin. In the secret chamber, call the others.' 